You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. Joining me today, this is part two of Choosing Better. I'm LeBeau of LeBeau's Life Lessons. And if you're listening to me today, you will you don't have to stay the entire time. I know I do a long podcast, but uh, this will be available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and all those different good places. And if you miss part one, in part one, I talked about 14 avoidable relationship complications. And then I went on to talk about three telling confessions to listen for. And what I'm trying to accomplish in this podcast series specifically is helping women to make better choices in terms of the types of people they they get involved with and making those decisions based on logic and strategy rather than only emotion because um, you know a lot of times we as women can come out on the losing end and it goes both ways so many of the principles that I'm going to go over today actually apply to both men and women and where I'm coming from I'm coming from I'm a business owner now but I'm coming from the background of being a, a therapist and so I practiced for four years and I like to still use my um, therapy tactics and lots of different things to help me and my family navigate through life and um, I'm also using my podcast to chime in now we don't usually talk about relationship stuff we like to keep it focused on purpose goals wealth legacy business uh, leadership etc but today we're talking about relationships because I see a really disturbing thing happening in social media right now if you've been paying attention there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of um, hate on both sides and bitterness on both sides but the one thing that really upsets me as a woman is I uh, the thing that upsets me as a woman is I don't like when women are given the sole blame for things that happen to them. And if something happens to them, there's a lot of victim blaming, making women responsible for everything that is that happens to them, whether it's rape, molestation, uh, being abandoned, whatever, they are, are told, well, you should have known better. Well, you should have chose better. Well, it's you. If you would have not done this, then he would have not done that. And I don't like that type of talk. So today, we're going to go through some of the things that I know can help women choose better since we're, we're being told to choose better. And 
Uh, if you're familiar with Dorothy Dandridge, she was a black Hollywood star, very talented, beautiful. Uh, she starred in the very popular movie Carmen back in the day. Holly Berry played her, Beyonce played her, huge. They call her the black Marilyn Monroe, but in fact, she inspired Marilyn Monroe. And when you listen to her life, it's a big tragedy. And the reason why it's a tragedy is because you hear you have someone that is so beautiful and so talented. She was a triple threat, singer, dancer, actress. But she met three men that changed the trajectory of her life. The first one, her first husband, uh, he was also a celebrity. Uh, married her, got her pregnant, abandoned her with a disabled child. She went on to get involved with a director who gave her very bad advice, almost certainly like putting a nail in the coffin of, of her career prematurely. And then she got pregnant for him and he made her have an abortion. And then after that, finally she met her, her second husband who then lied about his entire existence. His whole life was made up, his whole identity. And uh, what happened was on the wedding night, on the honeymoon, he told her the truth about himself, that he was broke, that he needed more of her money while she had already invested almost half. She ended up going into bankruptcy because of him. And finally, she allowed herself to be overcome with the depression about the decision she had made and killed herself. She could have had a long uh, career ahead of her, but instead she ended her life prematurely because she saw no way out. And many of her problems stem from trusting the wrong person. And I saw somebody on TikTok this morning that said something powerful. And I don't remember the name of the person, but what they were touching on is that at a certain point, it's not about trusting them, it's about trusting yourself. And I thought that was so strong when she was saying it's about trusting yourself and knowing that you will come out of this okay and knowing that this person is who they say they are. So now you can trust yourself to make a right decision for how you want to proceed with your life. And um, so I thought that was really strong. So today I'm gonna go over, this is in part two, I'm gonna go over five mind reading body language tips. And when I say mind reading, please don't get me confused with the people on TikTok who claim to be mediums and have powers. I'm not talking about that. I am simply only using that language to illustrate how when you can read body language, you can pretty much pick up what somebody is thinking or feeling, at least their emotions at the time. Why is that so important? Because when you're out on a date with someone or you're in the talking phase or dating phase, there's a lot that you can learn if you know what things to look for. So let's just get into it. So five mind reading body language tips that you can use while you're getting to know someone is number one, we're gonna talk about the eyes, the eyes. Now, the important thing, there's many things like each aspect I talk about, 
there's many things that you can learn and use and pay attention to. I'm talking about the easiest things to follow for the quickest ways for you to pick up on stuff, okay? The eyes. The eyes will tell you a lot when you're talking to somebody. So say for instance, you ask them a question and they're giving you the answer. Where the eyes go will tell you whether they're lying, telling the truth, whether they're ashamed, whether they're about to cry, or whether they're just remembering something, right? Okay, so here's the things to remember. Write these things down. If you're talking to someone who is right-handed and you ask them a question and they look to their right when they're talking, then they are most likely going to be telling the truth. If they look to their left, then they are most likely making up what they're trying to say. If they're left-handed, it's the opposite. Now, there's going to be differences in terms of when it comes to cultural, there's some cultural differences. For instance, when you talk to someone, you ask them a question and you want to know whether they're telling the truth or a lie, many times people think about, oh, if they don't look you in the eye, they're lying. That's not always true. There are some people that that know that that's a misconception. They will stare you dead in your eye and lie to you. I'm an actress and I can literally look at you in your face and be able to tell you a straight up lie. And it's called acting. So when they are looking upward like this, they're remembering, they're trying to remember what they saw. They're, they're a visual person. They're remembering the, the uh, events in pictures. When they look this way, they're looking to their ear. So that means that they're trying to remember what they heard somebody say. So if you, say, if you ask them a question like, what is something your mom always told you? They might look this way to their ear because they're remembering what they heard. They look up if they're remembering what they saw. If you ask them a question and they look down like this, that usually means that they are getting emotional. If they look at their feet, that means that they are ashamed of what they're telling you or their emotions about that situation, okay? All right, that's the eyes. The second is the tilted head. When we listen to someone explain something, so pay attention to this when you are telling your feelings or whatever, when you're communicating with somebody and it's very important and they are leaning their head to the left, the only thing they're thinking about is what they're about to say as a rebuttal to you or they're thinking of something completely not relevant. They're thinking about something else. If they're leaning their head to their right, that typically signifies that they're trying to understand you. So you can even try this on yourself. If you go and watch a YouTube video, or if you're listening to me right now, watching me right now, if you're tilting your head to the right, that means that you're trying to comprehend what I'm saying. If your head is not tilted, you're thinking about your own thoughts. And if you're tilting your head to, to the left, then you are really checked out and you are not with me right now. You can notice that about yourself whenever you're at church, at school, watching videos, whatever. We tend to try to increase blood flow on this side of our brain in order to understand people better. 
okay? So you need to know that the person across from you, if they are really listening to you or if they're not, their body language will tell on them, okay? Number three, the hands. The hands. So these tell a lot of things, okay? The hands, you have to pay attention to what they're doing or their placement on the body. So say for instance, you're talking to somebody and they feel nervous about what they're saying or the topic, the subject matter. It doesn't mean that they're lying. It just means that they're nervous. What they'll do is they'll start adjusting themselves. They'll start crimping. They'll start fixing their clothes. Okay, they're busy, they're fidgeting. That is somebody that is nervous. If somebody is doing this with their hands while they're talking to you, this means they're praying. It's, it's a praying stance. It's kind of like, please listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I'm begging you. I'm begging. I pray that you hear what I'm trying to say. That's what they mean. When somebody is explaining something to you and their hands are, their palms are open like this, they're gesturing like that, that means that they are being honest as far as what they believe is to be the truth. So that means that it may not be the truth, but they're explaining it the best way they can. Open palms mean honesty, okay? Um, hands, when they cover the mouth, this means I'm trying to stop myself from saying what I really want to say, okay? So it doesn't mean that that person is lying unless they touch their nose. Now, sometimes when somebody is lying or they're being interrogated about, about something, they wanna tell on themselves so they cover their mouths almost to stop themselves from telling on themselves. But sometimes people, most of the time people do that when they just are trying to stop themselves from saying what they really feel. So when somebody's talking to you and they're covering their mouth, that is your indication to pause and say, okay, what do you what do you really want to say? What are you really thinking? They may or may not say, they may say nothing, nothing, but they're lying at that point because they're trying to cover their mouth. Touching the nose or doing different things with the face, that is, I'm shielding myself, I'm hiding myself from you. Okay. If they tilt their if they have their head tilted down and they're holding their their head like this they're holding their head up that means they're depressed that means whatever you were talking about is stressing me out like when when somebody's when you're talking to somebody and they're like this or they're barely holding their head up that means i'm depressed okay another thing you want to look at is where they naturally hold their hands when they're talking to you so let's say, for instance, it's not an interrogation situation. You're not trying to see if they're lying about anything. But where their hands are can also say different things about them, unexpected things. Like typically, here's a fun fact. When somebody is standing up, and I'm going to show you, I'm standing up for those who are just listening in the car. I'm standing up, and I have my hands in front of me, and they are in front of my private area and I have them grasped like have you ever seen anybody stand like this right that is a stance of I'm protecting my sexuality with that which you can can interpret that to mean is this is a person who has a very high sex drive and 
that stance is is them holding back their natural prowess let's put it that way so for instance if you if you have a person in front of you and they're standing like that when they're talking to you nine times out of ten they may be feeling a certain way about you if you know what i mean now some other things that you can tell with the eyes because i just remember something when the pupil opens wide that means that they're attracted to you so that widening pupil means i'm attracted to you and if you walk in the room and somebody does that that's that's an attractive sign if you walk in the room and somebody is staring at you usually it's not you know sometimes people look at you funny because they have you know prejudices and things like that but if babies or children because they're not as inhibited as us they look at you for a long time they stare that means that they believe you are attractive or beautiful excuse me or handsome so look at don't always interpret a stare as something negative sometimes that stare means i like you right okay let's see um, let me see anything else about the hands usually people who sit like this their hands behind their back are arrogant or feel like they're in an arrogant mood like they're like a little bit more superior this is the reason why typically people don't like people sitting back like this it's a cavalier type of energy you're putting on okay let's see what's the next one number four no number five no no it is number four number four is a stance again stance that can dictate arrogance or feelings of superiority now number five is feet and after we go in, after we get through with this i'm going to go into 25 ways to lower a man's defenses and i'll tell you why in a minute but the feet the feet will tell you how somebody feels about you. So for instance, when you're on a date and they're sitting across from you, look at the direction their feet are pointed towards. Usually feet indicate where a person wants to go. If you look at a circle of people standing together, the person whose feet are going in the opposite direction of the person they're talking to, it means that they're trying to inch away, they're trying to leave the conversation, but they just haven't yet. Maybe that person is talking too much and not allowing them to leave. But if the feet are pointed towards you, that means that person is interested and engaged. Let's say for instance, you are across from me and I'm talking to you, but your feet are pointed towards the person next to me. That means that you have more uh, comfort or you trust that other person more than you trust me. You're not really trying to let me in because you're not comfortable with me yet. Feet show you where you want to escape to. So pay attention to that. The way that you can tell is like if you're on a date with somebody, just lean down, act like you're scratching your leg or drop a napkin or whatever. Look at the feet, the feet will show you where they're trying to go. Um, now, some other things that aren't on my list are um, things that have to do with defense, 
you know, cross arms obviously mean defense, cross legs, defense, that means I'm closed off to you, I don't trust you, or I'm trying to protect myself from you. Anytime somebody puts something between you and them, that is a barrier. You'll notice that when people start opening up, they'll move the drink, they'll move the purse. When they first sit down, they put the, the purse between you. Why? Because they don't know you like that yet, or they don't trust you. When they move the purse, that means you've broken down their defenses. If somebody puts a pillow in front of themselves while they're talking to you, it means that it's a vulnerable thing you're talking about and they don't feel comfortable. Anytime somebody puts something in front of their heart or their stomach, it's, it's a way of them protecting their organs almost as if your words are penetrating them and they're trying to guard themselves with a shield against your words or your influence on them. So these are just a few things that, that you can consider. All right, now let's see if I'll be able to finish this list of 25 ways to lower a man's defenses. Now this is part two, but part three I'm going to go over the top 10 covert toxic personality types. That is for next week. And the week after that, I'm going to finish with the top 20 questions you must ask to predict the future of your relationship. The top 20 questions you must ask to predict the future of your relationship. So I hope y'all are looking forward to that now. Uh, before I go into that, I am in Hello Studios. If you are in Dallas and you have a podcast, you want a professional setup like me, there's multiple suites here, great uh, customer service. They show you how to do everything. Um, go to IamHelloStudios.com, schedule yourself a free training and consultation where they will actually show you how to use all this stuff in here. And if you use my name, Lebeau, all in lowercase, Lebeau, you'll get 20% off of your first month. All right, perfect. Somebody says, you haven't been on TikTok for a while. I have. Where have you been? I've been on TikTok. I've been coming on here every week. you you just been missing me. Well, sometimes I do miss because I, I do have business meetings and all that. All right, 25 ways to lower man's defenses. Why are we talking about this? And men, if you're listening, this also goes for you because you can use this also on women, okay? But because my because we're talking about women today, we're gonna say it's, it's about lowering a man's defenses. But <clears throat> these are some tactics you can use. As a therapist, one of the first things we had to do was learn how to build rapport with our clients, make them feel comfortable, lower their defenses so that they can open up. <clears throat> Most of the time, people lie. They, they omit the truth. They stay close to the truth, but they don't tell the whole truth to their counselors and therapists. So we have to learn ways to make people open up. So I'm going to give you 25 ways to lower a man's defenses so that you are allowing him to reveal his true intentions about you. Now, some of you, you don't have a problem with this. You know how to read people very well most of the time you're right that's great but not everybody has that innate ability to do that and if you are a woman today listening to me and you have made mistakes and you 
are not that great of a judge of character and you have had you you have been burned by men you've been burned by friends and you don't understand how can you learn or discover who this person really is before they do their damage and run this is for you okay number one Pick one thing you like about them and focus on that before the day. Pick one thing you like about them and focus on that before the day. Now, this is more of an actor's trick than it is a therapist's trick. Reason being is because when you're an actor, in order to be believable, you have to go to a place in your mind that provokes the emotion you need to bring on stage or on camera, all right? So there's many times that I had to walk on stage or walk in front of a group of people and be completely irate out of nowhere with no provocation, uh, provocation. And so now I had to learn how to make myself feel mad before or happy or cry before being on camera. So what you can do to make yourself get out of your skeptical, bad, sad mood and put yourself in a position to where he will open up to you is you gotta find something, one thing you like, at least one thing you like about this guy and say, I really like his smile or I really like the way he dresses and focus on that. Let that emotion rise up in you, that happiness make it make you smile and be pleasant because people will open up to you more when you approach them in that kind of way if you come with that energy of yeah i'm about to get him i'm about to figure him out yeah he think he's gonna play me uh-uh when you come with that type of attitude people can feel that so change your attitude just before this is also something that public speakers use we can teach as therapists, we could teach people to overcome their fear of public speaking, teaching them ways of immediately getting into the emotion they need to be while on stage. Number two, start with coldness and then open up, allowing them to earn your interest. Now, generally speaking, men love to chase. Men who are in who are listening right now, is that right? Am I right or wrong? Generally speaking, men like to chase. They like to earn your respect and your engagement and your interest. Women who just vomit their love and their, you know, everything. Oh, he's so cute, he's so this, he's so da 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 and you give him all of that too soon or you give it to him when he hasn't earned it it makes him think he has a mark now you're easy and your value lowers so in order to remain that mysterious intriguing woman you have to allow yourself to give pleasantries little by little use breadcrumbs first before you give the whole meal. Why? Because this person hasn't earned that level of, of 
intimacy with you and when you go out on a date and now you you act like you already know this person and you trust him you telling them all your business what your exes did to you and all of this stuff you're put you're positioning yourself or let's say you're talking yourself out of the deal you're talking yourself out of it it's like just imagine somebody going on shark tank saying all the wrong things talking themselves out of the money so if you want a man to be interested in you, you can't, you gotta let him earn your favor, okay? All right, number three, laugh and find common ground. Laugh and find common ground, right? So we all heard, oh, laugh, you know, at his jokes or whatever, but I'm not talking about being fake. I'm talking about allow yourself to laugh. Because sometimes we can be so guarded, we're not loose. And he's not gonna be loose if we're not loose. So loose, be loose in, in a sense of allow yourself to laugh when you wanna laugh, don't hold back. That makes him feel relaxed. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to slowly relax him. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. Slowly relax him, make him feel comfortable by laughing i i'm a business owner i've been in sales for five years when i'm talking to you about business you don't even know because we're laughing we're just joking we're talking i'm not selling you because you don't feel like you're being sold because we're being comfortable with each other so laugh and find common ground one of the first things we would do as a therapist is find something we have in common and let's let's go from there oh i like your shoes um i just saw those and and i was i was thinking about getting it for my brother make something up but just find something that you have a commonality with this is also a building rapport thing number four keep your drinks virgin or watered down stick to hard seltzers okay keep your drinks watered down or virgin why because you need to be thinking clearly first of all ladies if you had don't know always watch your drink always don't leave your drink if you have to go to the bathroom don't drink the drink when you come back drink your drink while you're there okay this is the world we live in i'm just you know gonna put that out there i just before i got here just watched this thing where this girl got drugged at a bar and she was about to be carried off and somebody stopped it she one guy distracted her the other one put something in their drink so always watch your drink but stay try to please be light on the alcohol when you're trying to get because how are you going to be observing him if you are intoxicated and you are under the influence okay number five set the mood for talking so let's say he's not the talker type or he doesn't initiate you initiate because why the whole objective is to get him talking so if you if he's not talking and you're not talking how are you supposed to learn what you need to know so ask provoking questions know the types of questions or let's come with three questions that you that are important for you to know 
and put it in in a way that's like first you can like give him some type of scenario or some something about yourself and say what do you think the point is you have to talk less than he does so get him talking number six a touch on the hand shoulder or face while you're doing your your laugh touch on the hand touch on the shoulder brush it off touch on the face oh you have something all of these little things allows him to feel relaxed around you and that he's gotten some type of approval from you that's giving him the sign that you are happy to be there with him right because many times they can also get in their head and they're wondering like is the, is she feeling me or what like what do i have to do and so that type of thing just kind of again relaxes them get out of your head man just stay right here where i want you opening up to me number seven do not gaze into their eyes especially in the beginning if you want don't want the relation i'm saying not relationship the night to go in a direction you don't want to go to that fast one of the ways that men can misinterpret your signals is if you're gazing into their eyes don't want to gaze into their eyes like that if you are not very very interested in them okay we're still trying to allow them to earn okay so don't don't be giving them bambi eyes if that's not how you feel so avoid doing that otherwise the wrong type of guy can misinterpret that and then we have all sorts of problems okay um number eight make them feel like holding your attention takes skill make them feel like holding your attention takes skill right so again we are setting a tone for them to talk make it seem as if you want to hear more uh somebody said noted to no bambi eyes uh you want you want him to explain more okay and so whenever he's making an effort to speak up and be more vocal you reward that with a smile you want to want him to feel like the more i talk to her is the more she likes me so let me talk some more she likes when i talk perfect that's what you want them to feel why because the more they talk is the more you get to know them okay see when you're in sales one of the main things you have to do is listen to the customer see when you go in with your script okay you go in with your script and you have all these things that you're going to say you're not really listening to the customer's needs so most of the time you're going to not get it right and you're not going to have the deal so make sure they know that you like when they talk not when you talk when they talk that's exactly what you want them to do number nine be pleasant and make talking to you pleasurable be pleasant and make talking to you pleasurable why 
because if they don't like talking to you, they're not going to keep doing it. Okay. So you, whatever, I don't know what, am I going to go on that to that part? Let me see. Yeah, I am going to get to that part. Um, just be pleasant and delightful. That's who you are. Think of the most pleasant and delightful person you ever met and be that. That's all you need to be on the first date. Meanwhile, you are observing everything, but on the outside, you just have to be pleasurable, okay? Number 10, ask for his opinion on something made up, but make it seem important to you. Why do you want to do that? Because you want him to feel like, again, his opinion is important to you and you like hearing his opinion. Why do we need to know his opinion on different things? It's because people's opinions, will, uh, they will tell you what's in their heart, what their mindset is. Make up a scenario or give them a scenario. It could be real, made up, whatever. And ask them, what do you think I should do? Or what do you think my friend should do about this? Okay? And listen to what they would say. This is how you get to know a person before the situation actually occurs in real life. Number 11, tell them about one or two guys who obviously messed up with you. Don't, please don't mention abuse or cheating. Don't. I know you want to, but don't do that. Don't say, oh, my ex-husband, he used to beat me up. Oh, he used to cheat on me. Don't talk about that. But just say, oh, this guy came on a date with me and he made me pay for everything. Or he acted like he lost his wallet. Or he, he uh, never let me say anything throughout the whole day. Or he didn't say anything throughout the whole day. Okay. The reason why is because you want him to give his opinion and that shows you again, his mindset and also lets him know that you will not take that and that you expect him to do the opposite, okay? Number 12, stay agreeable. Stay agreeable. Avoid disagreeing about anything. If he says something, listen, if he says something that's totally against your morals, something you don't like, say, oh yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, okay. Why? Because you want him to keep talking. If you interrupt, ah, 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 no, why do you think that? Oh, that is so crazy. Oh, la, 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 la. When you do that, you're interrupting him, showing you who he is. No. By all means, let the man finish saying his erroneous thought. Then that further illustrates why you should not go on a second date with him. Let him show you all the reasons why now before you waste your time, okay? Number 13, pretend to disagree about one thing, but allow him to win you over. Now, here's the reason behind this. Let's take a small matter and say, um, um, well, what do you think about, you know, a guy, you know, this 50-50 thing? What do you think? Well, I don't think that a woman should expect a man to pay for everything. 
I think that she needs to, to bring 50-50 and we build together. And, and if I'm broke, I expect her to hold me down. And then, and you say, well, why do you think that? Oh, well, I think that shows that she's really down for you. And you say, I guess I can't see it that way. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Why? Why use this tactic? Because it helps him, again, to want to continue expressing his ideas and it makes his defenses lower. When he thinks that you will listen to him and that you, he has the power to persuade you, he's going to show you lots of different things about himself. He's going to keep talking because now you're a student and he's so smart and so wise and you just admire his opinion so much. Like, keep going, really? Wow. You don't have to agree, really agree with the thing. You're just, a, you're setting the stage for him to feel good enough about you to show you himself, okay? Because everybody wears a mask in the beginning. And if you're not wearing a mask to adapt to your environment, you're losing. And if you don't think that you wear a mask, you do. You're just not aware of it. He's wearing a mask. So you have to let him feel comfortable enough to lower his mask. Um, now I'm gonna give you one more and then we're gonna close for right now and then we'll pick up next week. Allow, let me see where we are. Yeah, number 14, allow them the opportunity to help you with something and make it seem very meaningful right hold your you don't have nothing that he can help you with uh make it up it could be anything walk in there and as soon as you walk in there drop your purse and everything in it and oh no oh, oh so clumsy let him pick everything in you oh you're such a gentleman oh that is so sweet oh see i like you already okay that again, you're complimenting him, making him feel comfortable, okay? So that's number 14. I have 11 more. We'll bring that back up on next week. So I hope you guys look forward to that. Check me out. Um, and if you, you're just coming in and you're late, you can listen to this whole thing all over again. Tonight, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Tell your friends. LeVo's Life Lessons. Make sure you're following me. And remember, you can change if you want to. See you next time, guys. Bye.